Chandler Jones's name comes up in trade speculation again. Should the Cardinals be listening? And should the Arizona Cardinals even think about playing their starters in the preseason finale on Saturday against the Saints? We're talking about it all. It's Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'll tell you what, that's a pretty sexy intro. Like, we've definitely upgraded. We've taken it up yeah. a notch either here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you to everybody who's listening. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. We've got a packed Tuesday show today. Doesn't seem like there's a lot of news where it's kind of the calm before the storm. What are we, 13, you know, 18 days away, however many days away, 16 days away from the uh, week one opener in Nashville, Arizona Cardinals facing the Tennessee Titans. But there's a lot to get to and a lot of questions that still remain unanswered uh, around the Arizona Cardinals organization. J.J. Watt off the PUP list. We'll talk about that. Uh, Chandler Jones in trade speculation once again. And this time it's with a team that's got a boatload of draft picks. Should the Cardinals be interested? Should the Kyler should Kyler Murray play on Saturday night against the Saints after that dismal performance we saw this past weekend in the week two of the preseason? Uh, please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked On Cardinals. Uh, smash the like button. Follow our podcast at Locked On AZ Cards on Twitter and wherever you find your podcast. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by. Locked on NFL. It's a locked on NFL preview, baby. The NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, it's Locked On's ultimate season preview. It's going to be taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the ultimate season preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast to tune in beginning August 30th. So we watched kind of a barn burn. I mean, we watched a game last night, uh, Jacksonville and New Orleans. And, and, and it's interesting because we're going to see the Saints on um, on Saturday night. Uh, but more importantly, the Jacksonville Jaguars look like, as my co-host loves to call it, a dumpster fire uh, with the number one overall pick under center and in shotgun, Urban Meyer at the helm. But, I mean, so far, I haven't seen a whole lot from Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I, I saw one pass last night where it's like, you know what? There it is. There it is. This is something that we've seen in college. You know, it's kind of the Isaiah Simmons effect until it's not. Who did Clemson play aside from an Alabama team one time in the national championship game where Clemson's defense was an NFL defense against Alabama? There was a pick six early and then it was a boat race to the championship for Clemson. But the Cardinals played them week three. Yeah. That's an ideal time to play a rookie quarterback in his third campaign ever as an NFL player, right? I, I'm not even – if you're Jacksonville, you're not even worried about Trevor Lawrence. I think that that's the least of your worries after watching that team play last night. We've got Travis Etienne. He's dealing with the Liz Frank injury. I just think that Urban Meyer is having a just a brutal time implementing his system, and I don't think that anybody's buying – I talked to Tony Wiggins the other day, and it, things are not well in Jacksonville. Like, is is well as – you would have thought that with all the momentum – with the number one overall pick, with one of the can't-miss prospects since one of the best can't-miss prospects since Andrew Luck, and then you have you bring in the most uh, 
you know, one of the most successful college coaches and everybody's already kind of tired of urban Meyer's shtick. They're not in it. Like name Trevor Lawrence, the starter already. Let's uh, enough of this. Like, you know, I'll, I'll go at my own pace. I mean, this is the pros dude. Nick Saban was eaten up and spit out at the pro level. You're not any different. I think it's going to be big for the Arizona Cardinals to face this team. If, if it works with urban, you know, it's, it probably is going to take longer in week three. So I think that that's a good, good week for the Arizona Cardinals to face a young quarterback and a team that's undergoing a massive facelift. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially after the two weeks, it's it's going to be two tough matchups in week one and week two for the Cardinals going on the road against Tennessee. Perennial playoff team at this point, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. Their defense is, is revamped, even though Malcolm Butler is no longer with the organization. We're going to see our pick, who the Cardinals should have taken at 16 overall, and Caleb Farley if he gets on the field. Um, he played last made- preseason game. He, he yeah. saw a cup of coffee, and so did uh, Elijah Molden out of Washington, a guy that a prospect that we were following who kind of balled out eight tackles. Had a plast deflection. He had a sack. Kind of did it all. So some young secondary members there. But uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and talent. then Minnesota coming into town with that offense that could put up a forty burger. You know, any game or you know, Kirk Cousins could throw the ball twelve times. We never really know what happens with Minnesota, but it'll be a nice breath of fresh air, especially as one of the road games the Cardinals are going to have to play because they go on the road more than they are at home next year. Um, having Jacksonville as one of them early on in the season should benefit them. Uh, to get an easy, I mean, as easy of a W as you can get in um in the NFL. You'd think it'll set up for that. Uh, Chandler Jones, trade speculation. I kind of want to just touch on that early. Let's jump yeah. to that. Let's let's get a little meatier with that with Chandler Jones because the, there was just, you know, Twitter's fun. Uh, there's trade speculation around Chandler Jones, and now that Carl Lawson is out for the year, um, the Jets are looking for a pass rusher. The Cardinals have one, and he's unhappy with his contract. You know the Jets would give him a billion dollars to go play there and sign a contract extension. Is it a good fit for the Arizona Cardinals to gain some draft capital for Chandler Jones? We'll talk about that next. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, locked on Cardinals. First, Bo, betonline.ag. Now, we've talked about betonline forever. I mean, they've been our exclusive betting partner on the Lockdown Podcast Network for a long time now. But... Their deposit bonuses now are out of this world. I mean, you know that BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season, and it's coming. I mean, college football, dude, college football is like now, right? I mean, things are right around the corner, and then the NFL is not too far behind. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online BetOnline's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 200k NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. You bet you deposit 100, you get 100 bucks on top. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Bucks and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, the wager will be refunded. Free bet up to 25 bucks for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of the great offers available for your 2021 season. And remember, go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 100% welcome bonus with promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I mean, we've had a couple uncomfortable conversations this offseason. Bo, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're at almost 600 subscribers in 
you know, about two months. So thank you to everybody who's been telling your friends, been watching, commenting, etc. Um, we couldn't be more grateful. Seriously. Um, we love it. We text once a week about it. Like, man, I cannot believe that our numbers are skyrocketing as well as they are. Uh, and the season hasn't even started yet. So um, more to come. And again, um, every halftime of every game during the regular season, we'll be doing a, a live hit on YouTube and Twitter. So you can check us out. You can you know interact with us. We'll answer questions. We'll recap the first half. Look forward to the second half of every NFL game for the Cardinals this year. Um, Chandler Jones has been an interesting, uncomfortable conversation that we've you know, centralize some of them around. Should they trade for Chandler Jones? Should they, they trade tra him? Should they no. trade Chandler Jones? Like, and no. now with the Jets coming up, you know, no. Carl Lawson out for the year, um, they've got a lot of draft capital. Bo, mm -hmm. what's the highest draft pick tier wise? Do you think Chandler Jones could garner at this point in his career? I I, I don't believe that the New York Jets honestly have any interest in a thirty-one year old pass rusher. That would be potentially a rental. Why would they do that? Are they they're not win now mode? They won two games last year. I know that they have an exciting young quarterback. Zach Wilson has come out and he's slung it around pretty well, right? But I don't think anybody believes in the New York Jets to compete right now in the AFC East. I mean, there's three teams ahead of them already. I mean, like just out of the gates. This isn't like the NFC West where the Arizona Cardinals. It's just going up against the murderer's row. This is the Jets as far as where they are talent-wise. It makes no sense to add an aging pass rusher. And, and Carl Lawson, it's, he didn't die. He's out for the season. He's under contract. Like He's coming back next year. And why not surround him with a young pass rusher with the two first-round picks or the two second-round picks that you have? Yeah, I mean, for the Arizona Cardinals, if the Jets, if they want to do that, sure, explore it. But you're two franchises in two very different spots. The Jets are where the Cardinals were two seasons ago. And the Cardinals or an organization, they want they they want Chandler Jones a part of this ride to where they want to go. When they signed JJ Watt, it was to couple him with Chandler Jones and that trust. So I don't know. I mean, as intriguing as, as the uh draft capital is, and we always want to do that, we always want to mock out and have a, a sexier mock draft, but it just doesn't make sense right now. We haven't even seen Chandler Jones in any preseason action. He, he was a part of what the offseason puzzle was. Let's see what that looks like. If things don't, if, if things don't uh, come together and we're, t we're talking about an NFL trade deadline deal, then fine. But right now, let's just move forward with the, stat, with the, the roster status quo. Yeah, I mean, they'd have to take a page out of the NBA and do some sort of sign-in trade or some sort of guarantee that Chandler Jones would sign an extension if they're going to trade for him. Um, the the one upside of Chandler Jones not playing for the last you know two thirds of last year is his I mean he his legs are fresh you know sure yeah. his bicep was ripped up and everything obviously that's that's detrimental for a pass rusher but I mean he's technically thirty years old in a thirty one year old body when it comes to playing football because he was out for the majority of last season I think you're right I mean it's it, it's this is still kind of a silly season time where the real calm before the storm comes right before the season starts like. There's going to be cuts coming up within a week where it's going to go down to 53 week and a half. And then we're going to, you know, have real conversations. Andy Isabella, Keyshawn Johnson, et cetera. What safeties make the roster? What corners make the roster? But yeah, I mean, you need as much, you know, strength in your foundation on both offense and defense as you can get if you're the Cardinals. And Chandler Jones, by and large, is an integral part of that. So, and, and we're. Uh, uh, 
Did you ever see uh, Avengers Endgame? You ever see that movie? No. You didn't? No. What's wrong with you? What have you been doing? With I don't. You? I'd you rather flush ten dollars down the toilet. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you think it costs ten dollars to go see a movie, you're wrong. It's like seventeen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that only get half foot in the door. Um, but there's a scene where like all the the characters like come back. I feel like that's the Arizona Cardinals pass rush all of a sudden. Because yesterday you activate JJ uh, Watt off the pup. Dennis Gardex coming. We see him dancing in practice like a mad. The best man. celebration dance in the NFL. I mean, hands oh, down, right? I, I did you see the video yesterday? He posted on his Instagram where he's dancing around on the sidelines, and I mean it's it's electric. We'll yeah, post it on the Locked On Cardinals Twitter, and then you have JJ Watt. I mean those three. I mean you had Dennis Gardek, who was a statistic a statistical anomaly. I mean as far as the efficiency of getting to the quarterback. Remember our guy from the Cardinal Rule told us that if, if Chandler jo or if, uh, Dennis Gardek had as many pass rush attempts as Sasan Reddick. He would have had like 36 sacks on the <laughs> yeah. season. He yeah. had seven and a half sacks in under 100 attempts, far under 100 attempts. Plus, you get Chandler Jones and you get J.J. Watt. Who's going to be on a snap count? Uh, and then Marcus Golden, who didn't play. I mean, it's going to be unbelievable, the rotation that they're going to have. And then when you talk about how much offensive firepower that Tennessee has, it's just like, well, Arizona Cardinals' strength is their defense. There's no doubt about it any longer after the performance they put up just a week ago. It's their calling card. You gotta be you gotta be excited about it. Yeah. Um, but they're not like it they're it, a weird mix, an oil and water mix of young and old. Like you're either very young mm -hmm. or past your prime age, just by age standard spectrum wise for the NFL with Malcolm Butler, JJ Watt, Chandler Jones. You know, that's not young. I mean, and that's not like average age, that's older. And then you have Maven, a bunch yeah. of young guys. I mean, Buda Baker's really yeah. the only guy that's kind of in the middle. Like, he's he's at the beginning of his prime, but he's 25, 26. Everybody else are babies. Yeah. You know, so it's this it's weird it's this weird dynamic. But, you know, I think they have a perfect mix of brick-and-mortar guys up front. Dennis Gardak, you know, you're going to get what you're going to get. You're not expecting numbers from him. You're hoping, but you're not expecting him to him to put out numbers like he did last year. And then you're holding your weight on the two kids in the middle of the defense. Mm -hmm. Like that's, they're in essence, the anchor of this defense. And linebackers, yeah. you know, by and large are, unless you have the Legion of Boom, or if you have, you know, Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, a tandem uh, rushing the passer. Like, yes, they're going to rely upon their pass rush more than they did last year because the cornerback room may have even taken a step back, depending on what uh, Marco, Marco Wilson would take out and bring to the table this year. And Robert Alford. But well, what about oh, the emergence of Byron Murphy so far? I yeah, mean, I mean, but dude, like, yes, sure. It's been great from what we've seen, but when it comes down to it, it these games don't count. So you can always but say it wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't Byron Murphy shining in the game against Dallas. It was him shining in the game against Kansas City. That, yeah. That's why I'm why I'm I'm not biting my tongue as far as that. I mean, I've been very encouraged by the defensive secondary and then couple that with the pass rush, giving them the ability to uh, get some quarterbacks off their spot. Um, one thing I do want to talk about real quick is the Isaiah Simmons and his in a, his struggling in in slowing down the run, and it's just like Isaiah Simmons doesn't have to be a run stopper. It'd be nice, it'd be nice if he if he took you know he went in the right direction. But you have Zayvon Collins who's going to be a monster as far as that's concerned. And the package that they have Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks is very efficient in stopping the run. Yeah, I think right now if you've got your, if, if Isaiah Simmons' strength continues to be coverage uh, and also on the outside getting to the quarterback, you take that. 
you know, from from his position. Are they you, were just I just saw on social media yesterday people were throwing around uh, you know, his his pro football focus, you know, against the run grade and his in coverage grade. And there's, you know, there's a huge discrepancy, you know, big wide margin there, big gap. And uh, you know, you don't need Isaiah Simmons to be this well-rounded linebacker this year. You just need to be on the field making impact plays. Right. And I think we're gonna start to see um the dissipation of the master, you know, the jack of all trades kind of thing. We need like he was built in a lab, obviously. I mean, he's a specimen, and you know, he hits hard. And I, I don't know why they're still trying to, as you mentioned, how many different rooms was he in? How many different um like you had that crazy number he during the offseason last year? He learned six different positions last yeah. year. You know what? Let let's narrow it down to two. C quarterback, hit quarterback, and one other. Just pick it. I mean, yeah. the dude, imagine him ripping through the A-gap or around the outside when people are double-teaming Chandler Jones or J.J. Watt, depending on what side of the field they're on. Like, he is so fast and so strong. I think it a kind of keep-it-simple, stupid kind of method to coach yeah. him where it's like, just let him do one thing really well. Mm-hmm. And we'll see. I think it's going to be organic. I and, I and I do think, from what we've seen so far, from what we've seen so far, he's obviously not as lost as he was last offseason. Things have yeah. changed a little bit. They've kind of figured it out. And I do think the cautionary tale of Hassan Reddick will seep into how they coach Isaiah Simmons. Because imagine if Hassan Reddick was put in a natural position earlier on in his career. He may still be a Cardinal. He may have been a, a fringe Pro Bowler. If we would have seen what we saw last year, a year before also, or you know, a, a large portion of it, we'd be speaking a completely different tale for Hassan Reddick. And hopefully he does that on his next team. But they need to figure out the Isaiah Simmons situation now, as you mentioned. And just narrow it down, play the hits, and let the dude ball out. And you know what? You're right. Like, Zayvon Collins, he's going to be the perfect training wheels for Isaiah Simmons, even though it's it should be the other way around. Zayvon Collins has already, you know, put himself in there like, you know, I'm an NFL player. You can see right away that mm-hmm. I'm not going to be lost. Yeah. And and that's a beautiful thing to see. And listen, where are we the first one to raise my hand and say, I was wrong if I'm wrong. And I think a lot of America who are Cardinals fans, shut up, would say that they're <laughs> wrong about Zayvon Collins, right? I mean, yeah. his name came out of nowhere. It did. Yep. There was there was uh, you know, some rumblings early on, and we didn't really wanna we didn't want to engage into th- those rumors because we we had our eyes on cornerbacks and playmakers, you know. It was it was a talent talented group on both sides of those. So none nobody envisioned an inside linebacker. Alex Nancy Bulbrock locked on Cardinals. Should Kyler Murray play Saturday night against the Saints? Maybe we'll see if he can gain positive yardage this time if he does play. Alex Nancy Bulbrock locked on Cardinals. We'll hit that next. But first, RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business. They've been online for twenty years, so you don't have to go anywhere outside of your home. If you need car parts, um, Bo and I have the IQ of a rhinoceros when it comes to cars, and uh, RockAuto.com allows it to be a little bit easier for us. Go to RockAuto.com; their prices are reliably low. All you have to do is go in the search box and search for what you want. You don't have to go to a chain storefront and ask questions. RockAuto.com doesn't upcharge you because you're not a manufacturer, which is fantastic. So whether it's for your daily driver, your weekend convertible, whatever. RockAuto.com's got you covered. Go to RockAuto.com, write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box, so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com's singular. 
All right, final segment. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Uh, please subscribe on YouTube. Thank you to everybody who listens, watches, likes, comments, etc. Uh, we're only getting started, baby. Like this is going to be so much fun this year, regardless of what happens. So let me give you a little insight. And our good friend Kenny Sargent, who Bo and I both co-hosted their show of uh, the Freaks, Kenny and Crash. You either want a team to be great or you want them to be bad. You know, like it, it like that middle ground of of you know just kind of a boring mediocre. vanilla season. Yeah, mediocre. Yeah. Like that's that's not what you want. And I have a feeling it's going to be one or the other this year. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's going to be more the former. You know, it's gonna there's the storylines are gonna be endless with this with this team. And we're just here along for the ride and hope you'll join the ride with us. Again, I'm gonna continue to pub this every halftime of every regular season game. We'll be going live on uh Twitter and YouTube. So please join us. Uh we'll be answering questions, recapping the first half, looking forward to the second half of every respective game. Uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a nice little 10-15 minute hit every Sunday for a little bonus content. Bo, Saturday night at halftime, when we do that live hit. Are we going to be talking about Kyler Murray's performance in the first half? Or are we going to be talking about Colt McCoy? Yeah, his performance, um, it, it should have parlayed him into playing into this game. Like you, you don't you don't get rewarded. You don't get the you don't get the vets day off after his performance and you know his comments. You you gotta show that you're ready to go. You gotta not now like before it didn't matter what the fan base thought about you, but like you need to inspire this fan base in put back that belief that you're a good quarterback. Like, because the performance on Friday was, was brutal. It was, it was, it was the same thing that we saw at the end of last season, the same struggles. And uh, that needs to change. And if it's one, if it's one series, do it, go in there, focus on your scripted plays, get out there, ball out, call it a day, pack it up until September 12th or 13th, whatever it is. Yeah, I just want to see. I don't want to see just a couple first downs. Let, let's roll. Yeah, like I, I just want to see something. You know, hit your new wide receivers. Let's see you connect with Rondell Moore. Let's see you connect with AJ Green. We, we, you and I both are in the belief that there's no reason DeAndre Hopkins needs to right. play because DeAndre Hopkins has been in the league a lot longer than Kyler Murray. Yeah, he's a much more proven commodity. Just look at where he's going to land as far as the top 100, where the respect is for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, that that's all earned. Kyler Murray's still in the earning phase. Like we, you, like we can believe two things to be true, right? One, he's underrated and he's disrespected, and two, he's still got a long way to go. He's still got a lot to prove as far as NF being an NFL quarterback. Uh, I think disrespected is there. I don't know if underrated's there. I think he's rated where he's supposed to be. The projections will show that he's going to be borderline elite after this year. He still has to do it, as you mentioned. Like, this isn't going to be like a video game where, you know, it's like, well, I'm better at Madden than you, so I'm just going to ball out with Kyler. Like, it's he's got to show it. And, yes, again, it's preseason. We get it. Okay, I'm not going to qualify that every time we talk about this. But you'd like to see Kyler Murray throw beyond the line of scrimmage and ha- and complete a pass before the season starts. Yeah, you know, I mean, that'd I, be fantastic. I really hope, I really hope he's, he's paying attention when Colt McCoy's in the game. And, like, there's – there's no quarterback controversy here. There's, I will never say, right. Hey, Colt McCoy is a bitch. but there is something to Colt McCoy's uh, calming presence in there and him kind of being able to get the ball to his playmakers, despite being under just about as the same amount of pressure, him sticking in there and, and really emphasizing getting the ball into Rondell Moore's hands or whoever the wide receiver that he's targeting 
gets the football because we saw that. We saw that with a little bit with Chris Trevler at the end of the game. The only person we didn't see that with was, was Kyler Murray. And it can make his job a lot easier. And like Carson Palmer said it after his rookie year. And Kurt Warner's continued to emphasize this. Like there are some bunny throws that Kyler Murray is, is, is kind of not making because he's making the choice to either get outside, already start the uh, to, to run and get out of the pocket, where he could just have some quick hitters and and put you know defenders on the ball carrier or you know whoever he hit in the passing game, and, and yeah, that put, I don't takes know. him out of harm's way too. Yeah, and I mean, listen, I don't know if this is just revisionist history from what I remember last year. Like a lot of the a lot of the routes that Kyler is hitting people on is people running and turning around catching the ball. So it's not leading people down the down the field. It's not leading people to the middle of the field where they can catch and run because they already have momentum with them. It's it's run, turn around, catch, and then have to start from complete standstill again. Like there's no flow in this offense yet. Yeah. Unless it's unless it's Colt McCoy. And with Kyler Murray him taking the next step, as you mentioned, is just going to have to find ways to get five, seven, eight yards at a time and just move the ball down the field and have it not be a big hitter or a pass behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I, I think he presses on third down. I mean, they mentioned it on the broadcast. He was one of the worst as far as, you know, passing efficiency quarterbacks in the league last year. And he continued to be do that and struggle in that in the game on Friday night on the, uh, with the Monday night crew there. They, they, pointed that out and it's I, th I think he's pressing he's trying to make too big of a play on third down instead of the play should be to move the chains yeah right and I don't know and, and it's interesting I thought about it when you said hey he's not throwing guys open that's and when you watch all the video of him like in the offseason he's just throwing he's doing that all just the talking time. it yeah. I don't know why it doesn't seem like he takes that onto the playing field it is it's that's interesting and it's something I'm probably going to pay attention to more you know, going forward. Well, I mean, you got to think, and this is not me ripping on your boy, but who calls the plays? <laughs> going like, to call my boy now. <laughs> yeah, of course I am. Um, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Like he has all week to script out his first 15 or 20 plays. This is the mm -hmm. defense they're going to run. This is the personnel they have. I'm going to call these plays. Usually that's where offensive coaches, offensive coordinators or head coaches that call plays thrive. Because they have a chance. They have the answers to the test before they take the test. And Cliff still can't execute that. And that, I don't know why people, I don't know why that's not like more of a focal point. He has the answers to the test and he still is a C student. Let, like, let me use this. Let me use this analogy though for you. Okay. Say, say you're teaching somebody to drive or you're giving them directions. Say, Hey, okay. You're just going to pull out of the, you're going to pull. Why out would you, first point. of all, real quick. Why would you ever? take that suicide mission of being a driving instructor why <laughs> would you know. ever for know. the first time somebody's a 15 year old on the you're on the passenger side and they're yeah. driving for the first time you're like i'd love to do that let me sign up for that job to make 18 dollars an hour to die anyway you gotta screw loose or you're desperate anyway it's simple right you just you just you just pull out of the parking lot you slowly go to the uh the exit you take a quick left but it's like Kyler Murray is just getting in his car and gunning it. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe we, there is something like the play is what it is. And then Kyler's not giving it enough time to materialize. I mean, that's something to keep an eye on the, as, as you know, if the struggles continue, they could, he could come out and he could be a lot more polished than he was last year. And, and the playbook might look a little bit better because it certainly does when Colt McCoy's in there. But at the same time, is he going, he's going against twos and threes. He went against Dallas's team. 
It's yeah. bad on defense. So it's going to be interesting to see when the lights get a little bit brighter when the season kicks off next month. Well, and this is the best offensive line by far that Kyler's had in the last, you know, in his first two seasons with Roddy Hudson as the anchor in the center. So hopefully that'll help give him a little time to watch plays develop before, um, you know, he makes a decision on on where in his in his progression he's going to throw the ball. Alex Clancy, we'll Bobrock, yeah. but we'll just see what, what Bud Dupree's status is too. That's yeah. going to be key for the game week one. I mean, is he going to be ready to go? Because that's going to otherwise. Looking at this Tennessee Titans pass rush, it's pretty non-existent. So that could yeah. be good. That could be a good it, matchup. It's going to be a big telltale sign for both sides of the football, a, kind of a litmus test of where they both are. Alex Clancy, Bobrock, follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Um, we've got just a handful of shows before we have real football. Mm. Um, it's going to be pretty sweet. Thanks for being along with the ride for us. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.